Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to the John Morris Show. Okay, so first off with what I'm going to talk about today, I know that this was a bit of a dirtbag move, and now in my defense, I was kind of in a little bit of a funk at that time. This was kind of right after I got back from uh, the time I served in Iraq, and you get all political about whether I agree with all that or not, but... I happened to to do that, and I was back at that time, and I was going through some stuff. It's not an excuse, but uh, what this does illustrate, though, is is how powerful. It's an example of how powerful a good resume and interview can be. Because I did ev- about everything a guy can do to get fired from this particular job, and they still wouldn't do it. I, the the guy actually wouldn't fire me. I had to I I had to quit and like quit aggressively. As as a matter of fact, the it was the CEO of the company who he showed up at my apartment and all but begged me to come back. And so anyway, this was a, a industrial supply shop. So they supplied like these big factories. So. I lived in a town called Pella at the time, and there's a factory there called Vermeer. This was one of the factories that they supplied, as I understood it. I really wasn't there that long, so I don't know a ton. But uh, they supplied that factory, and it was that factory makes kind of like specialized farm equipment. They don't make everything, but anyway, they would. The supply company would supply these factories with. Uh, these weird, you know, very specific specialized drill bits and tool parts and tools and etc. They just, they basically took all the the parts handling or that that the the factory would need, and it was outsourced essentially to this supply company. They just constantly supplied them with all the stuff that they needed. And so, uh, I got hired as an inside sales rep, I believe it was. And so basically my job was when, actually I think I was hired as an outside sales rep because I remember it was, I was going to have to call, I was going to have to call people, not they were going to be calling me. So I don't think it was inbound type stuff. So anyway, when I applied for the job, I kind of did my usual thing on my resume and during the interview, which I have a, if you've heard me talk about this before, I have a really specific approach to how I go about doing this, about how I fill out my resume how I conduct the interview. There's some things that I think that you can do that aren't obvious. You know, it's not just the usual dress up nice, so say all the right things, etc. There's some very specific kind of psychological things that you can do to position yourself. It's really all about positioning yourself in the interviewer's minds. It's not all that unlike how as a marketer or a salesperson you might go about positioning yourself or your product in your prospects minds. It's really kind of the same idea, but in this case you're you're doing it for you and you're doing it in several formats, your resume, your interview, etc. So I had just kind of done my usual thing and they ended up hiring me on the spot. And it was the CEO of the company was one of the guys that he was kind of the main guy that conducted the interview. And keep in mind that when I did the interview, I was applying for a sales position. So it was a it was a little more casual, but it was kind of a polo shirt you know, khaki pant type type job, I showed up to the interview in jeans and I did so on purpose. I had, again, at the time, 
I was probably a lot more uh, arrogant than I am now. I had had done a ton of reviews and had always had success, and I kind of knew the stuff that I that I'm going to talk about. I knew it then, and I was doing it very specifically, and I knew it worked, and so I was just probably a little more confident than uh, I probably should have been. So I showed up to the interview in jeans, knowing full well that this was for a sales job was a really big no no. Uh, matter of fact, it's surprising that they didn't just kind of be like, throw me out when I walked in. But again, what I had done on my resume had made it to where they really wanted to talk to me. So, uh, I got hired for the job on the spot and they had me spend the first month working at that supply depot that was in, uh, Pella, Iowa, which I I lived there. The actual job I was getting hired for was going to be in Des Moines. So it was about, uh, 45 minute to hour drive away but they wanted me to work in the supply depot there in Pella first to get familiar with all the parts because I never I'd done a ton of sales at that point but I never sold that particular stuff so they wanted me to understand how it was used and and so forth so at first I wasn't doing any selling I was basically just it was like working in a hardware store and going around you know help giving those supply parts to the different parts of the factory and and Again, learning about all of the different parts, and <laughs> to be just to be frank about it, it was horrible. It was one of the worst uh, jobs that I had, and it didn't take me long for me to figure out that it wasn't for me. And it was even it was even selling this stuff because there was just no way for me to get excited about like these little drill parts that I, you know, I didn't really know or understand what they were. It was just really boring, and. I just I knew it wasn't for me even even when I got to the part where I was going to be selling it. So one day, ultimately, what happened is one day I just walked out. I went on my lunch break and I didn't come back. And I thought that was going to be the end of it because I had done this several times before. Again, I was not in a good place. I was total dirtbag moves over and over again. Say all the nasty things you want. I get it. it it's a hundred percent true. But I had done this several times. And so I just walked out, and I assumed that was going to be the end of it. Once you walk out on, I mean, people really feel that's a betrayal to people when you walk out in the middle of a workday. It's one thing if you call one day and don't give a two-week notice. That's a bit of a betrayal. If you give a two-week notice, that's even less. But when you walk out in the middle of the day, the middle of a workday, and don't come back, that really kind of gets people. And so... There's most people, there's just no way. It doesn't matter how good you are. They're not going to hire you back. So I thought that was the end of it. But about two two hours later, my doorbell rang. And I was like, what in the world? Well, it was the CEO of the company. And he had heard what had happened again. This was the guy that had ran the interview. And he uh, drove about an hour and showed up at my apartment and rang my doorbell. And so I went down there and... He was upset, but the ultimate point of him showing up there was to try and get me to come back. Even though I had walked out in the in the middle of, of a workday, he was there basically begging me not to quit because they were so excited about what I was going to be able to do and this, that, and the other. Even though I'd wa- I just walked out in the middle of a workday, and I basically had to insult him. And again, I... I purposefully knew I got to a point where I was like, I knew I was going to have to do something to get him to leave because he wasn't leaving. So I basically had to insult him and his company to get him to leave, which again, total dirtbag move, 
but the guy just wouldn't leave. So, and it, it was just, it, it was really silly. Now, this all didn't happen. I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to show you I'm some awesome guy. That's not the case. I was doing total dirtbag things, right? But it happened because I had learned a few things, like I talked about, uh, about dazzling people on resumes and in interviews. And that guy, through the resume and through the interview, had basically fallen in love with, not with me, but his idea of what I could be, which is, again, that's the whole point. That's the point of everything that I do is is that. And he had fallen in love with that, so to speak. And therefore, he was willing to forgive some really like dirty things that I had done walking out in the middle of the day. He was willing to forgive that because he was so in love with the idea of what he thought I could be. So anyway, this stuff gives you, when you understand this stuff, it gives you really tremendous power over your own work life. And you, you can use it for bad like I did and to do you know dirtbag things and hop from job to job and walk out on people but still get hired someplace else or you can use it to land your dream job or you know and do good stuff for people be a good person now i suggest that you do the latter i suggest you use it for good so to speak but it's entirely possible to use it for <laughs> to, to to do dirtbag things like i did so what i've done is i posted a, a training on patreon where i show you how to craft the resume part of this, how to create your resume in such a way where it dazzles people. And as I said, it's it's really about positioning. So I show you what I believe are the nine rules, so to speak, that you need to follow to build a resume. And, and this is really the key point. Whatever you decide to do, this is the thing to take away from this is to craft your resume in a way where it positions you as the perfect fit for the position you're applying for. See, you don't have to position yourself as the greatest person ever, the most knowledgeable, the most reliable, the most the smartest, etc. You don't have to do that. It's more about fit than it is anything else. Fit for the position, fit for the culture, you know, fit personality-wise, etc. Now, there's something to be said for you not just trying to be something you're not and picking positions that really do have a natural fit for you. But you can completely craft your resume in a way where you position yourself as that perfect fit for a job and allow you to get jobs where you beat out people who are probably more qualified overall than you, but because you're such a close fit, because your resume makes you look like such a close fit for that job, you can you can beat out those other people who may have a few more qualifications because ultimately that's what employers are looking for. They're looking for someone who is a really, they believe is going to be a really, really good fit for the position and the company as a, in general. And so I'm going to show you the nine rules that you need to follow on your resume uh, in order to do that. And it's the kind of thing that will make them fall. It's kind of the, you had me at hello phenomenon. They're going to fall in love with you before you ever walk in the door for the interview. It makes your interview process 
a hundred times easier. So I want to show you that again. I've put this up on Patreon. It's uh, episode two of my Get Paid to Code training that you can that I've started doing that you can check out all over there. The link's johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. Again, along with that training, you're also going to get access to my full PHP 101 course with all the source code. You're going to get access to my, I would call it my how to profit from responsive design. It's basically a framework and a training that I used to when when the big push towards mobile responsive was happening, and which, by the way, there's still quite a bit of that going on. Not as much as then, but you can still uh, profit from it uh, quite a bit. But you'll get access to that training. You'll get access to all my source code from YouTube videos and so forth if you've seen those. Uh, you get access to my freelance templates. One of those is actually a services page. So if you're looking to build a services page for a freelance business, I have a template where and a video where I give you the template and then show you exactly how to fill it out based off of what you do to to make a compelling argument to people for why they should hire you. So that's over there, plus other freelance templates and basically anything that uh, I create in the future. I'm probably going to put in, in Patreon at some point. There may be some exceptions, I don't know. But generally, the idea is anything that I create uh, is also going to be on Patreon. So if you want to get access to all that, again, johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. You can learn about everything that's in there uh, and so forth. And you can get access to this uh, resume, resume building training as well. So if you're someone who's like, what do I put on my resume? How do I build it in such a way where I really... Uh, put the my best foot forward and position myself in such a way where I look like a perfect fit for this job. This is my dream job. I won't really want to get hired for it. Then again, I recommend that you you check that out. JohnMorrisOnline.com slash Patreon. All right, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you next time.